1: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce
0: you... Tina, chicken menu at Taco Bell. Look, man!
1: Oh, I see! Wow! Oh, my. oh, and look over there! Wow! Is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes!
0: My goodness! Oh, wow! wow. Yeah. Lost culturistas!
1: Ding dong! Lost culturistas, culturistas calling! <laughs> wow! I can barely get that out, bitch! <laughs> oh my
0: god! First of all, we should say this Ooh. is our first post-op episode <laughs> of Lost Culture. And Ooh. we have Matt Rogers here with us. And he is. <laughs> as being, always. As always, we have he is being a trooper-duper
1: well, supersonic racer. I wanted to be here for our guests. Because yes, this, this is a capital G guest. But I do want to update everyone that it went really well. And all my doctors and everything were super happy about how it went. And thank you, everyone. That reached out and was so sweet and was so nice, and you guys really kept me going. And also, ah. what kept me going was that someone made that filter, that Lost Cult Top 200 oh filter.
0: Oh my god, that was
1: so fun. But um, it did it did go great. And right now, I've just got a full on splint on my nose. So if I sound a little nasal, it's just because I'm working with some extra gear today.
0: But um, you know, we're soldiering on. Some extra gear. <laughs> Thank you so much to Katie, K-Nats on Katie. Instagram for making that filter. I love that she made the choice to keep it. Obviously, she can't do all 200. It's no. That would be insane. It's top, top 50. And so you're not going to get a bad, you're not going to get a bad result. No flops. Because we're, we're working on the top quartile there, you know?
1: Yeah. So that kind of, that kind of kept me, the, I would say a few things kind of kept me going since yes. this happened.
0: Fearless Taylor's version.
1: <laughs> well, oh my God, four. Fearless Taylor's version, which I know you've been gagging.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love
1: it. Bowen Yang as the iceberg on SNL. Oh my God. And my mother is here. She's currently right over there. She's,
2: she's, you have to
0: bring her on the, can you you have to bring her on the mic for uh, one second?
2: Mom, come on
1: here for for a second because actually there is some news, which is I got her to be a big drag race fan.
0: Oh, you guys mainlined all of season 13. Hi, (laughs) Katrina. She's coming in. This is her podcast
1: debut. So, Mom, Say who you like on Drag Race season thirteen into the mic. Rose. You love okay, Rose. Okay, we like Rose.
0: Simone.
1: Simone. Simone. And
0: Got Gotmik. So can you oh believe? My God. And she's
1: been saying that since the beginning.
0: So she <laughs> she knew top three. <laughs> yeah, the top three. Top three. I mean, Candy. We love Candy, but Candy is maybe like the controversial wild card pick. Yeah. W- would you agree, Mom?
2: Yeah. Oh, that would be
1: definitely
0: controversial (laughs) 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 you know a little drag a little drag well well, i even said when i was on twitter back on twitter for like three days i said i love this top four and then people were were getting in my replies being like uh candy doesn't deserve to be i was like all right everybody calm down so we're 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 over here saying that we love we are candy muse fans we're candy muse fans but but katrina is not no, no. no. And,
1: and, and I, I, I liked Denali She liked Denali. She liked Denali. That's And you liked LaLaurie. Oh, I loved LaLaurie. Beautiful.
0: Be- yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
1: La you know what? My mom was loving about La Lari, the, looks, oh. until the looks. The looks. Until the bags. Until
0: the bags, of course. But like the looks were otherwise looks. great. No. <laughs> 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 no, Katrina.
1: The, wait. Um, what Oh, you likes Olivia. Oh, she Olivia. likes Olivia Lux she likes Olivia. too. Olivia? That's fine. Olivia, Olivia was the one that was really beautiful. Um, yeah. But. Lalari had she had some stunning outfits on. Stunning outfits, yeah. The and ones charisma. that she brought with her, yeah, that that they were really cute. She just couldn't get then that then the bag, paper looked bag
2: together. Thing. Boop.
1: <laughs> she goes boop and does boop. a does a cut it motion. Just cut make it, sure cut he it. takes it a little easy today. Okay, we'll, oh, we're gonna go make sure there. he takes it
0: very easy, of course, and Katrina. Boeing,
1: awesome with the ice.
0: cream. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Katrina. Uh, I loved it. Thank you, okay, and you're. Um, that's Clark that's Clark, Clark. We're, we're gonna bring him in later
3: <laughs> I have to be <laughs> quiet but hi oh yes, <laughs> yes no this is you can I love moms hi mom
1: this is the first cameo of a lost this parent. is a, this
0: is already a huge episode um yeah, well, Katrina is such a saint for 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 taking care of you and sure and, is. and uh, we're not even gonna put her on the spot and make her say the catchphrase we all know what the catchphrase is
1: no damn bird can you shout it from the kitchen mom
2: bird? damn ah! bird
1: what What? now she's yelling at me because i'm talking too loud okay so this is the you have to understand this has been the vibe in the in the house it's not clean enough in the the apartment yeah very that
0: Please, very okay, down.
1: your cameo is over now.
0: Oh, all and right. The is See
1: up. A, a, a small taste of the spotlight, and this is how they get these young this girls. This is how they
0: get these young girls. Well, how
1: you doing, girl? Before we bring in the guest, I want to take a temperature check on
0: on the girl. I won't keep you very long uh, in in this in this you know pre pre show space pre intro space. Um, I'm doing okay. I just I, I'm so embarrassed. I, we're we're having to start a little late because. Um, Still, I'm still just a little, still just a little too busy for my taste, which I know, well, you know is part of Bo Yang's tired culture. I know, <laughs> but busy with your your many jobs. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I I, I did not plan this um, in the way that I should have, and so it's sort of on me. No, no, no. You are going to, we are going to have a restful summer. Yes, that's true. I hope so. Well. Here's yes. someone who gave me um, a true breath of fresh air and a ray of light over last summer. Ugh. Is our guest.
1: Yes. I mean, this is, this is a-, a bomb indeed.
0: Well, it's funny you should say that. It is. Because he um, has a wonderful podcast called Soul Balm. We've both yes. had the privilege of being guests.
1: It was a privilege.
0: It was a privilege. It, I mean, and he he wants he wants to go for this vibe. It's, it's very much a Super Soul Sunday vibe for us. But of course, we're never going to be big enough to go to Oprah.
1: No, no, no.
0: It was, I, I felt like I was Miss Markle. I yes. felt like... Without, without, you know, digging up the for for anything, without drudging up any controversy. But
1: yeah, I felt like I was Meghan Markle if I didn't have as much conflict as her. Exactly. You know, out, you know what I mean? Like sort of a low conflict Meghan Markle is how I felt when I went on the podcast. You
0: know, if you were Meghan Markle, but you Googled your damn boyfriend.
1: Yeah, hello. By the way, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so. I think so that honey, she Googled that. Prince Harry before she married a, a prince. Okay. I there think you she go. Googled. She the girl Googled.
0: I think our guest um, is Stunning. truly fantastic. You've seen him in Love, Simon, Crazy oh my Ex-Girlfriend. God.
1: girlfriend babe. Glee,
0: Projects. even. I watched his um, human rights campaign speech when I was trying to write mine, and mine came out a clunker, but his is perfect in every way. Ooh, baby, baby. Just like him. Just like him. Everyone, please welcome into your ears... Clark.
2: Clark.
3: Moore. Y'all, I'm gonna cry. That Don't was be the crying.
0: nicest. It's too early. Don't that
2: be That was crying. the
3: nicest intro I've ever gotten. It is such an honor to be here. <laughs>
0: oh no. Don't be crying now. Now, Clark, are how, how are you right now, vibe-wise? Because I think this is perfect. This is a perfect Sort of um meeting of our guest with the v- the vibe on Lost Culture right now, which is a little bit more sedate. It's a little bit slower. Mm. It's a little bit more soothing. I think because Matt is having to sort of keep a low cap, a low lid on the the vocal energy, which is yes. normally yeah. his trademark.
3: Matt is literally healing. Yes, and my show is all about healing, about emotional healing. Yeah, yes. I'm happy to. I'm happy to bring the good vibes here. It's why I fine. knew I had to be there.
1: You know. You know. The thing is, though, when I see you, I smile too big, and when I smile Ooh. too big, my stitches rip open, oh, no. and then I have to go oh, get no. another
3: procedure. Uh, no, he's oh, joking. No. I'm kidding. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean to answer your question, I'm fine. I'm you know, ups and downs, but yeah. generally, uh, I I think I'm in a similar vibe to what Matt has been saying on the pod <laughs> the past couple of episodes about sort of getting into a stasis and then trying not to go too high or too low and just kind of being in that placid state day to day, which is nice. Yeah.
0: Has it been like a sustained static thing for the whole pandemic? Are we talking about a more recent local stretch of time?
3: I think, well, I mean, I think there were times in the early part where I allowed myself to get taken on rides every single Mm -hmm. day, you know, and like Mm -hmm. you open your, I mean, obviously right now, um, I've only read his name. I've not said his name out loud, so I can't think of it. Dante Wright. Thank you. Dante Wright. Also, by the way, I brought people with me
2: because I love our
3: our man has an entourage. I brought the full entourage. I brought my producer, Simone. (sighs) I brought my intern, Sally, uh, I, I actually I, I didn't bring them they both said we are coming because we love this show so much and I said to and who am Sally. I
0: good I will not
3: get between you two and Bowen and Matt I won't do it so they're here no
0: we welcome Sally we and Simone. love them.
3: um but yeah so like I I think in the earlier part I would have um allowed myself to go on a journey an emotional journey of like yet another unarmed black man being killed by the police who can't St- seem to figure out if it's a taser or a gun that they're holding. You know, maybe it's they like,
0: shouldn't be a police. Maybe they shouldn't be yeah. a police officer if they can't tell the difference. Interesting.
3: <laughs> like base level, you know. And and yes. also, it's so funny you would say that, Bowen. About like, uh, I mean, it's so funny for us to be talking about this now because on your episode
0: of Soul Bomb we talked about Elijah McLean. I was listening to this talk between John Early and uh, Dr. Catherine Liu at UC Santa Cruz. This is so random. But she, mm. but she, sa- she said this thing where she was like, you know, we're not going to get rid of, like, racial biases in our lifetime. So what, to, what, the thing that we all have to focus on now is, like, the fact that there are racists who can hurt you and there are racists who can't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she was talking about how she was, like, she's in an interracial marriage and she was in, like, Europe somewhere at a bus stop and then this, this like woman was sneering at them, clearly taking issue with the fact that they were um, interracial and then the husband got, uh, Dr. Lou's husband got a little stressed out but then Dr. Luke just goes, what am I going to do? Like Tell this woman off that I'm never going <laughs> to see again? I mean, of <laughs> course it's like a crazy, that's like a really tense maybe dangerous situation in the moment but it's like, just Save the exertion, the emotional labor, let's say, anything mm-hmm. that has to do with like stirring you into action, save that for the forces and the institutions and the structures, whatever mm-hmm. that have the potential to harm people. Like that's what it is. I've, I've, that's, that's kind of helped me with a lot of like as a way of looking at a lot of stuff like this. I'm sorry, I went on this huge tangent. But.
3: No, that's that's exactly the space that I'm living in because we actually just, uh, to bring it back around, I promise I won't plug the pod every single time I speak. Yes, today. yes today. Girl, plug pod, it is. The girls but should be listening to it. I will say the most recent episode that we put out, I think <clears throat> last week, was with this um, psychologist named Dr. Marielle Bouquet, and she is a specialist in intergenerational trauma. And um, sort of like mindfulness. She's a little bit in that holistic woo-woo space paired mm-hmm. with the credentials of a doctorate in psychology from Columbia. Okay. That's okay. what makes it not so
0: woo-woo because she right. got the doctorate. Yeah. We
3: love it. Okay. <laughs> from we an IV cit- even. <laughs> we have sources. <laughs> we have citations. Um, but she talked about how we, uh, you know, we've normalized so many of these things, whether it's even just, you know, putting a mask on our face, Um, but the body doesn't process it that way. The body Mm -hmm. is still processing all of these little things that we've come to normalize about the pandemic, about racial trauma, about whatever, um, in a fight or flight way because it's the only way that we're programmed to um, respond to these things. And so just because up here or like in our outward facing world, Mm -hmm. we think we're okay, if we're not actively doing something, and that can be a sound bath, it can be watching a television show it can be reading you know it can be talking to your sister like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it has to be a conscious choice where you sit down and you say this is the medicine that i'm taking to heal myself from whatever experience you had that day and if you aren't doing that then it's storing in your body and it will come out in other ways. Ooh. I, f- I feel like
1: you, you too are like, you so carry the light. Like if you know that Ooh. expression, like you really do. Like you just have this like energy about you, which is just, you do make people feel better. Like mm-hmm. something that I think everyone would want to say about themselves. I can say about you, which is like, after you have an experience with you, you feel better than you did before. Oh. And so like that, but I feel that that's true. And so I don't know about you, you, but for me, like if I'm ever, Feeling useful or like productive in the world, it has to be really connected to my joy. Mm. So, like, and I kind of get that vibe from you as well that, like, do you feel like you're more productive, creative, like useful when you are co- feeling joyful? Or do you, as uh, you
3: like, sort of create from strife? I would say it has to be purpose driven <laughs> for me. Like, I gotcha. I, I, I am, we are Pisces, right? Yes, we are Pisces. We are, sisters. Sister. Mm. So, I'm a Scorpio king. Right. A lot of water here. A lot, A lot of water.
1: water. Dripping wet. Water dripping, dripping wet Zoom.
3: Um, but I... So I, I'm i in the... It's almost like... um, I, To stay in this woo-woo space, my, my rising <laughs> is Gemini. Okay. So my front-facing is very social and very light and very, you know, like social butterfly. I bounce around. I make people feel good. But mm-hmm. in my sort of like behind the scenes... I'm diving into the depths of the darkness. Gotcha. And I sort of think of it as like, I'm doing that so you don't have to, oh, you know, right. I have built up a tolerance for it. I've, I, I know how to navigate there and I know how to turn that into something productive or creative for myself. Um, and then I can sort of be, I mean, I've, of course, I, I live for the Oprah comparison. It's, it's the aspiration <laughs> of my entire life. I can sort of be the guide through mm. the darkness and we can walk through it together. Um, but my, my whole thesis statement for, for life is wanting to make people feel better. And this thing that my dad used to say, um, the director of the performing arts camp that I used to go to that like t- made me fall in love with performance. Um, they both used to say, and, and still say, always leave places and people better than you found them. And that means, you know, cleaning up the table after you leave at the food court in the mall. That was Especially the Especially that. You know, that was where my dad taught it These filth to
1: me. queens leaving the food courts like a zoo. hmm And it's if you're walking them. down the
3: street, you know, you see some uh-huh, trash on the uh-huh, sidewalk, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. Why you pick, not? It pick it up and throw it away? It's, you know... Little things like that. I feel
1: crazy when I do that, but I do do that. Like now, now even in LA, where it's just like a truly lost cause in terms (laughs) of how
2: dirty (laughs) it is.
0: Like
1: I'll be like, oh, this cuff, like, (laughs) like it's a (laughs) public (laughs)
0: park. But (laughs) I think it helps. But I mean, it's so funny that you say that because even even as soon as we we brought you in, you you pointed out the fact that Matt is healing. It just means that you are mm. attuned to that idea. Wait, can, I have a, such a frivolous question. But what's your moon? What's your moon sign? I'm double Pisces girl. Oh, sun girl. And moon.
1: that same. I'm double. Pisces, Pisces rising, Cancer mm. moon.
0: So Ooh, he's tri- yeah. he's triple he's triple water placement. It's, yeah, it's, it's I'm real, about it's a lot. to cry at any.
1: Moments, it's per- It's none. beautiful i love
0: i love it about him um clark i just think that you probably provided me with like a real sense of groundedness over the summer with that interview mm. because i was like I- you really you really like had me talking in a way that i would never i would never open up to most people that not even mm. my therapist i was like okay he's got me he's got me and I will tell, tell the readers what it wants. is. What is it? What? No, I mean, tell, tell I, the readers what the interview was. The interview was on Soul Bomb. It was just, we were just talking about, if I remember correctly, I brought up conversion therapy. I brought up forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I brought up like all, all these things. I, you
3: probably don't know this unless you've listened to the pod recently, but we there's a really great I know, no, I know, I have clip. listened recently. Oh, okay, okay and, good. And,
0: and I'm I'm truly honored that I'm my soundbite is in there. Oh, good. I'm glad you feel that way. I I am like God. You know, he he got that out of me. That Clark.
3: I mean, I was shook by it because I, you know, we uh, we really also speaking to the you know the podcast has been healing for me, but it's also a lot of work. As as yes. y'all know, putting out an hour of content a week is a lot and it's not, nothing, uh, yeah. it's not nothing. And it's more that it's like, it's more that it's constant. And the way that we run our show, um, because my producer Simone is like a proper late night producer. Thank God we don't do pre-interviews. That would be too much, but we do extensive research beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then we also do a heavy edit because I want to give space to, um, you know, to sort of sit in silence even or, mm-hmm. you know, not to feel like you have to speak. And so a lot of times the interviews will be really slow and then we'll come back in and we'll just sort of like uh, the same thing with Matt's interview. I told you there was a section at the end where I was like, uh, for whatever reason, I was like going for I just kept going back to the same point And I was like, I feel like we got it. And so then we pulled <sighs> out a whole five minute chunk where I was just asking the same question over and over and over Anyway, all this to say that it's a lot of work and it's a lot of emotional labor as well yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm really sitting in that space with the guest, which is nice and it can be healing. But specifically, Bowen, your, your interview, I just found it so, I said this to you then, and I'll say it again, generous, the way that you think back on specifically conversion therapy and the relationship that you have with your parents. And I was asking you about forgiveness, your practice of forgiveness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I want to develop one. And because I have a lot of resentments, she can mm-hmm. hold a grudge, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to hold a grudge on this towing truck that has decided. To- <laughs> no, you
0: don't forgive that. No, <laughs> me too. Okay.
3: There's a Subaru on the back of the truck. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it's right outside my window. Oh, but what you said was it's yeah. Forgiveness is a practice and yeah. it seems like it's going to be impossible and then you do it, and then you're like, "Oh, I did it." And then you just keep doing it.
0: The whole point of forgiveness is that you, your, your, your brain is telling you you have no reason to do that.
3: You mm-hmm. have no
0: reason to forgive to forgive someone. Um, not to get like biblical, even, but like, yeah, let's just. That's kind of the whole, not virtue of it. It's just like it's 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 irrational. Like forgiveness mm-hmm. is irrational. I want to yeah. ask you, but, so be, but you're saying like it is emotional labor. What are you doing to release that? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what's your sound bath? What's your TV show? What's your, what's your what?
3: For a while, I've I've also had to be, uh, I've also had to switch it up, you know, Mm -hmm. because you get into a habit and you sort of, so I'm actually dry at the moment. I had, I know at the top of quarantine, I was dry for a while. And then I was like, what am I doing? And then I was smoking weed Like every day for a while. Uh And then um, a couple of weeks ago, two, three, or maybe four weeks ago, um, I stopped and have replaced it with bedtime reading, Mm. which has been really nice. And I read De Transition Baby by Tori Peters. Oh my God. Have y'all read
0: this? I stopped like a third of the way through, but I was just like, this is so sexy and hot. And I love everything about this.
3: It was not good nighttime reading because it's a page turner and it's very like, it gets you sort of going, but I, right. I read that last week and enjoyed it. Um, I watch
0: everything.
3: I'm watching every, like all of the... That's
0: not possible, <laughs> but there's Go a lot ahead. of things. There's a lot of things. So I
3: actually, I, I made notes of what I watched this okay. weekend. Okay. Ooh. So I watched Thunder Force. Okay. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was so funny. Great. I am very Melissa McCarthy girl. I love Octavia Spencer. <laughs> I love Octavia. And i think I love their press narrative over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, they were weeks,
0: friends like they were years friends and years when ago, they, they, right? yes. they were auditioning together like for like under fives and stuff. Like,
2: yeah, you know, they're like yeah, old yeah. school
3: yeah. Hollywood friends. Mm-hmm. Octavia's like friends with her, Melissa's parents. You know, right, it's right. like true friendship. And yeah. that layer of the narrative added. It was, I thought it was funny. And they were Great. up
1: against each other at the Oscars when Octavia mm-hmm. won. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's so,
3: that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I also rewatched Francis Ha. Oh, great. Which Ooh. I love. Love, uh-huh, love, uh-huh. love. I'm sort of been like Noah. Cre- I love Noah. Love Greta. Love Greta. Of course, it's very white, but still very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the
3: great films of white cinema. <laughs> one, of the great, one of the
0: great white films, Francis Ha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Black and white and white. Yes. yes. Speaking of white people,
1: y'all should watch the Netflix documentary about the college admission scandal. I watched it.
0: Did you watch it? Oh my God. I did. Shooting night, shooting night, tried to start it. And then we, once it got to like the recreated, like the, re, the recreation, I was like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out.
1: I had doubts too about the recreations, but it actually, by the end, it, it's kind of good because you realize just how ridiculous some of the conversations that these parents were having. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. like once it gets into the real thick of it, like, and you're actually hearing real transcripts acted out of the way people talk about their kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like this one woman that's like, the thing is, you know, we're dealing with my younger daughter, and she's so much smarter than my older daughter. Like, my older daughter was never going to ask questions about this, but my younger daughter isn't stupid like my older
3: daughter. That was so good. I loved that when she dragged her kids. Crazy. Yeah.
1: And then, and then you realize, like, like eventually like the kids are going to find out that you did this. And that they even say in the thing, like, you know, I think while the, while the parents would say they were thinking about their kids when, when they did this, like they were really
0: not right, right, Mm -hmm. right, right, right. No.
3: Yeah. I watched it. And uh, same thing. But when I was like, these reenactments are going to be brutal, they were, Uh they seemed like they were going to be tacky. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, girl, you get your (laughs) COVID check okay i have said uh-huh. yes to some things i would not have said yes to a year and a half uh-huh. ago okay uh-huh. i'm like you do what you gotta you read that transcript i would be like you want me to say what okay sure.
0: What, point <laughs> me Matthew the camera <laughs> Modine, darling okay. a star that's right i was like yeah matthew sorry go ahead and keep going and then what and then what else what else have we consumed
3: i weirdly had a an emotional reaction to godzilla versus kong Which I watched yesterday.
1: Emotional reaction, extreme anger?
3: No, I cried. Beautiful. What, girl? Okay, so... First of all, who do you identify with? Well, it's... It wasn't actually... Have y'all seen it? Yes. I have
0: not. I have not. I'm, I'm dying to...
3: Okay, so well,
1: how can we not spoil the film?
0: You can, you can spoil. I have a feeling. I kind of know what the spoiler is. I feel like I will love it no matter what. I, I, I think I really you'll love. love it. I really love those movies.
3: So, okay, so the thing that made me cry is a little bit of a spoiler in that it do sort it, of like it. opens up a plot device, but it's not any of any like big spoilers. Okay, so-, so if
0: so, listen, reader, if you're listening, you haven't seen it. Um, skip ahead. Let's say five minutes. We'll we'll give you a, a specific time signature. But yes, okay, great. Sorry, keep going, Clark.
3: So basically around 30 minutes, there's this little girl who has like developed a relationship with Kong in the habitat that he's living in and she is hearing impaired and you sort of see through the first 30 minutes that she's like has a relationship with him, but you don't really know what it is. And right around minute 30, it is revealed in the most beautiful way that the relationship she has with her is that she can communicate with him through mm-hmm. sign language. Yes. And the reason why it got me, it, the reason why it got me was it, because it was just such a beautiful narrative mm. that this girl's, I'm literally going to cry, this girl's <gasps> disability is her superpower. It's a yep. crucial uh-huh, uh-huh. plot device. The only way anyone else can, can communicate with Kong is, is through this girl's relationship because of her uh, disability. Right. right. And um, it was just so, like, in this time of representation and the conversations of, like, shoehorning diversity in and how brutal it is to watch them check boxes, you know, and, like, for it to be such a thoughtful inclusion and for it to be the main driving crucial plot point you know? Huge, huge. Oh, it got me. It got. And then he signs home to her. Ugh, oh yeah. my God. It was Come beautiful.
1: On. Oh my God, Clark. There was some good stuff in there. I would say, while we're still in spoiler zone, um, it always irritates me when it's like Godzilla versus Kong, and then at the end, there's no winner because they're both actually good. Like, Godzilla comes in, kills what has to be millions of people, like shooting lasers, (laughs) like stomping on buildings, doing Godzilla's gig. Like, he comes in fully on game, Mm
4: -hmm. and then at
1: the end, they have a conversation. Uh uh (laughs) they like they speak to one another and by the way there's a really good line by rebecca hall which is we think they have an ancient rivalry like she's just like sort of rifling through (laughs) drawers trying to find papers or whatever and she's like we believe they have an ancient rivalry and it's like well this is just pure camp and then honestly maybe i loved it at the end when they spoke to each other and decided that godzilla would go back to the sea you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) but i i just i guess when you say
0: someone versus someone there should be a winner Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, shouldn't we, as an audience, be trained around the idea that there will be no like you're not gonna kill Godzilla or King Kong? You're so right.
1: You're so right.
0: Those are two icons.
1: Yeah, they can't die. They no, no, I, die. I 100% agree with you, and I feel like you know I'm being a little facetious here. I really want them both to live. I love both the girls. I love know? both
0: of the girls.
1: Both the girls they represent so much. It would be like it would be like at the end of the podcast if one of one, one of, of us, us had, had to die.
0: We're two icons on their left. <laughs> we we have to both live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that <laughs> as a as a
3: reader. That's how we feel when you guys talk about the suicide pact that you've created, the Megan McCain suicide pact. Okay. We don't want to lose you.
0: I really don't Clark, think she's coming on. So no, I think we're, we're okay. okay. I think, I think that she is. Crazier denied the things request. things have happened this Crazier year. things have happened. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's in the cards. Wait, Clark, can I ask you another <laughs> frivolous question, even yeah. to undercut how perfectly put you, just, 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 just what you found so beautiful about this film. Were you stoned when you watched it?
3: I was not okay. No, it was right. dry at the time. Wow, okay. dry. I was, I was not. on about a pound of edibles. If I was, if I was stoned, I probably would have laughed a lot more. I probably would have like uh-huh. gone on a ride of, with the visual experience. But yeah. because I was, because I was sober, actually, not only did I cry more, but uh, but in the context of biden presenting his infrastructure plan the only thing i could think about was right as godzilla is destroying hong kong yeah i'm like okay that's a billion dollars there's yes. another two and a half billion Girl, where are that? we getting the budget right. to rebuild hong kong
0: and if you're taxing my ass which i'm okay with i don't want my money going towards a pothole in a white neighborhood i want that <laughs> everywhere distributed come on okay um, tax them they're tax ancient them.
3: What kind of generational wealth have they developed?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about.
1: Forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash
0: culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now
4: i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring Have you been watching The Race?
1: Girls. Wow. He said I watched everything
3: and he's not watching The Race. Here's the veil for me. I, I, I have not watched. I stopped watching reality television a couple years ago.
0: Okay. Wow. And this is actually something
3: I know. I really want to no, talk no, to you about this. No, no, I love this. this. Yes, yes, but yes, I, I want us, to hear us. why. So it was, and you know what's so funny? It was Potomac for me that really really made me sort of go over the edge.
0: And Potomac two years ago.
3: Yes. I want to say it was whenever the narrative about Robin and the house and the divorce and not having any money and you know, like Uh uh, uh I don't know. I can't speak to their narratives now, but well, it got worse.
0: It got got, got much,
3: (laughs) much, much worse. So this is the thing that I have always found so strange. And Potomac, I think was what, lifted the veil for all the other, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, girls in the franchise for me. Um, I thought it was supposed to be about aspirational wealth. And I thought it was supposed to be about people who had a certain amount of money that either we never would have and or like, isn't it great to see them fail socially because they have money that we're jealous of? You know, right. or like, isn't it great to see people fight? Because that's right. the only way that I can make sense of the fact that they have, you know, this conspicuous consumption that we're watching right. on television. But then with Potomac, it was like all these girls are broke. And so I'm like, okay, wait. <gasps> are these are these women on the show? And then also with all the other places, you start to see how they become dependent on the income. In mm-hmm. order to maintain the lifestyle, they go in and they have some amount of wealth that they've accumulated or whatever. And now though, now they have to make their 1 million a year on Real size of Atlanta or their however many hundreds of thousands a year on whatever other thing. And so many of them start there with the hopes of going somewhere else. I think of a person like Nini. Yes. And then- that doesn't necessarily pan out in the traditional sense. And so then they have to come back. Anyway, all this to say, <clears throat> and this is what I'm really curious y'all's thoughts are. I, I've started to feel complicit mm. in really the destruction of these women's lives because mm. the the drama is contrived, but real. The divorces are real. The estrangement from their children is real. Right. You know, and then like the dependency on this, uh, you know, it's this negative feedback loop that they've sort of seemed to get gotten trapped in.
0: I That makes that makes complete sense to me. Uh, I feel like what you're sort of dis- disillusioned by is that this seems like a codependent thing where it's the network or it's um, it's or, or it's or whatever it's the network. Y- depending on the housewives as talent mm-hmm. and then the housewives depending on the network as a source of income when it's really a one-way exploitation mm-hmm. um and that prob that might have opened your eyes to all of reality tv or most reality tv which is also exploitative in that same way mm-hmm. your 90 day fiance's your um i mean that's just like that, i feel like that that is the prime example not the prime mm-hmm. example, but like your hoarders. You're like, like that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. 600 pound life. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: I, I
1: think it's interesting. Like what I like about the housewives is um, the sort of um, ways in which people really say what they feel. And I it actually has, I think, and this is maybe a reach for me to say, but it may have improved how I deal with conflict in my life because I'm mm. less afraid of what's going to happen if I say what I really think to someone and, and say what's bothering me. Maybe because I've seen it displayed so many times in such bad ways on these shows, but uh-huh. also in such productive ways. But in terms of your thing about... um Like, it feels like it's not like a symbiotic relationship. Like, it's them taking, taking, taking. I think it depends who you are. I think if Mm -hmm. you are someone like, let's say, Jen Shaw on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. and you know you are a criminal, and you know you've (laughs) stolen millions from hundreds of people, working class people, then I don't think you go on a reality show because yes, your life is going to be destroyed. Right. I think if you're someone like Erica Jane and you know more than you say about what your husband has done, maybe don't go on the reality show. If she right. truly didn't know anything and she thought this is gonna be a way to connect myself with a new audience, and you know, I have a music career that I want more people to know about, then maybe that's why she did it. But I think it's like any person can go out in the world and going out in the world can go well for you or go badly for you. Mm -hmm. So I think that these people, whether they're delusional or not, they sign up for this opportunity knowing that it can go well for them or badly for them. I just think not enough people are realistic enough about how it's going to go for them. But that's what makes them really good reality stars. And I do think it's fun to watch. And I like your saying, because they all do have this like wealth they can fall back on i don't really feel bad if someone's daughter is mad at them because they said that the daughter didn't look good in clothes when they went on a reality (laughs) show and paraded this opinion about like it's it's it to me it's like it's like a study in like hubris lack thereof i think it's some says something really crazy about america which Mm -hmm. i really like watching i i think it's also a response to um the reality shows like that were sort of around in like the early aughts that were all about aspirational wealth. Mm -hmm. Like it it felt like, you know, the fabulous life and like everything was about these rich, rich, rich people. And these shows really bring them down to earth. And I feel like watching that happen is cathartic a little bit. Um, That being said, I also uh, know that a little bit of what I'm saying is like, no, 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 it's still good. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) And what you're saying is right. It's why I avoided it for so long. It's why I never got into it for so long as I was like you the last thing you could get me to watch is The Housewives. Right. And then I actually think it's some of the better reality TV that's out there to be honest.
0: But do you feel like Clark that there's a reality TV shaped hole in your consumption or are you just like no I'm I'm good like there's plenty of stuff to watch? Well, it's the it's
3: that it's also paired with the time of, uh, you know, we uh-huh. have so many scripted series now and, and you couldn't possibly watch everything um, so I don't feel I do sometimes feel um, I do sometimes feel out of the conversation and so in those times I'll try to like no, Like no, I they, did watch not... um, I guess it's more of a docuseries but I did watch Tiger King
0: uh-huh. uh, which <laughs> I guess was it's more like... of a
1: docuseries the <laughs> biggest compliment ever
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I guess I it's know. more of a docuseries yeah 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 <laughs>
3: But that similarly, I felt so like dirty watching that, yeah, and so yeah. like oh. That but was I, did, I will say, I I did watch, and I really enjoyed Selling Sunset. And the uh-huh. reason I did was because I was loving your your episodes about it, and I just didn't. I just was like, I don't get it, but I want to engage in this conversation. So I will sometimes um, dive in. Uh, but
0: usually, I'm just trying to create some distance. Sure, and for selling sunset, there is some, not exception to, to 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 this um this idea around reality um that that you're sort of I that I think you're sort of holding in a very nuanced understanding way but it's that you're they, they don't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like these people are being exploited with the exception right. of like what's her face Davina,
3: <laughs> right like, well especially yeah, yeah. knowing the context of adam what is his name adam davillo adam the, the oh yeah creator. the guy the hills the hills guy yes, yeah he did the hills and laguna and so knowing uh-huh. I, I guess this is also sort of part of what i'm saying about reality television in general is like being at a point now where all Every class of person, not socioeconomic class, but every like new class of mm-hmm. Housewives or, you know, TV show, or whatever. These are all people who have all watched some version of yes. reality television. Yes. We're not yeah. getting people who have no idea. We're not getting what was her name on season one of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, she only lasted one season and she was so sweet. I
0: don't know. Atlanta. Desha- not
3: oh. Deshaun. Maybe it was Deshaun. And she wrote, like, a $15,000 tithing check in Uh, her mega church on, like, the (laughs) second episode of the show. You know, you're not getting people who have no idea what they're getting into anymore. You're getting people like Davina, exactly, who Mm -hmm. are going on to this with some, like, wacko idea of, like, this is how I'm going to create my narrative on this Uh show. When Uh she tried to sell that $150 million
1: house or whatever, that was... uh, I hope we can continue to follow that narrative. <laughs> and also, in a way, you have seen drag because you've seen Christine on right. Selling Sunset. So your drag race potion is sort of filled there.
3: Yeah. Um, it
1: may be time now
3: as we oh, sort wait, of. Sorry, talk- I- wait, what? I'm in I'm in the drag race canon. I don't know how I haven't mentioned this. Do you know this? Wait. Go on. So Alex, my one of my best friends, Alex Newell, my good Judy. Oh yes. my God, Alex was Newell. on. Uh, celebrity?
0: Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course. And that was the roast episode.
3: Yes, and there's oh, was it? I actually um, didn't it doesn't watch matter. it. Okay, it's it <laughs> was Alex and two other people uh-huh, competing uh-huh. for money for charity. Yes. yes, and Alex got Bob the drag queen um as yes. a mentor, and they were all they all had like once they got into drag, they had to show their friends and family and and whatever. And so Ah. I am on Alex's iPhone. My Chiron was Alex's friend, and it is in my IMDb credits. I don't know who put it there, but thank you. Oh my Um, gosh! And yeah,
0: it there I am on Alex's phone. It's not 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 himself, not self. Alex's friend,
3: exactly.
0: Very distinguished. Very. You were playing the role.
3: I was playing the role. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We must know um, the answer that you have to our question that we ask every single guest. And this is truly the moment. Yeah. um, Which is, Clark, what was the culture that made you say culture
3: was for you? This is so hard to answer. And of course, I've thought about it at length. I think about it every (laughs) single episode. And it gives me a little bit of an anxiety attack because I'm like, what am I going to say? Um... The reason why it's hard for me to answer, though, is because I, a a theme that I've sensed in a number of your guests is certainly as they've become performers or like known performers, Uh there is a shift where they feel like it's something they do alone, privately for themselves at home in their community theater or whatever to like, oh, now I'm going to do this on a bigger stage. I'm going to do this on TV and film. I'm going to do this on Broadway. Yeah. But for me, I discovered performance as a child actor. Like, so immediately, like, my earliest memories of, you know, theater or auditioning are also some of my earliest conscious memories. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I never felt separate from culture. I had the opposite. I was just waiting for the phone to ring for me to go be in a movie. You know, Uh I was always uh like, I had that delusion from day one, but I will say, I combed through the memories. Yes, and mm-hmm. I did pick one that is—it wasn't necessarily the only moment, but it was one of many—and it's curated specifically for the girls here. Oh, oh my God. We so the curation station. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I in elementary school, I like everyone here. I loved the Spice Girls. They were my everything. They were my all. It sounds insane to say this because it really makes me feel a hundred years old. But I, I had their, uh, I can't remember what the album was called, but I had it on a, a track. I had it on a tape. Spice. Um, like a spice yes, or Spice. spice. World. It was uh-huh. white with the colors. Yeah. And the letters. Oh my gosh. And <sighs> I loved it so much that I actually had a little, I guess you could call it a cover band. <gasps> um, <laughs> and we would we were called the spice kids and we would oh perform my God. spice girls tracks exclusively on the wood chips during recess so on oh. like the you know and the moment the 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 specific moment where i was like started to see the pieces come together you know it's that meme where like kira sedgwick is looking around or whoever it is looking around and all the numbers yes, are flying yes, around yes. their head it's a woman who looks like kira sedgwick yes <laughs> yes she yes.
1: does resemble kira sedgwick
0: we call her numbers woman numbers woman yes it's actually, it's, woman. it's
1: rule of culture number 98 oh, numbers, numbers woman, woman resembles Keira kira
3: sedgwick. sedgwick um and i was i was seeing sort of like the behind the scenes so they have this performance do you remember the song "Naked"? Oh, uh, we talk about this all
0: the time. Istanbul, where they they're, they're nude behind the chairs,
1: behind the chairs, yep. the yes. backwards chairs. Yeah, this is one of the most iconic moments in culture. It's it's actually a very very formative. And I, is this on the list? I don't think it's this not, is on, it's the not list. on the list. But the we spi- may
0: but, have to do another spice list. Spice World, the album and the film is in the top fifty. Go yes. on, Clark.
3: Yes, and so they cu- the lights are out. You see nothing. You see the silhouettes of these women who we love come out and you see yep. that there's something going on, but you don't know what it is. They sit behind the chairs, the yep. lights come up, they drop the towels yep. and they're quote unquote naked behind the chairs that mm-hmm. they're sitting in backwards. Okay. The reason why I say this is the moment that I knew culture was for oh me. God, I already
0: love this.
2: Oh, sorry. Is
3: because even as a six year old, when I was watching that, I immediately was like, okay, I know they're not naked. Because it would be illegal. It would be lewd. It would be right. So they would and to crude. Have, it would be lewd and crude and rude. Right? So they have to have something <sighs> going on there. There's some sort of production element here. And they they have successfully created the illusion ah, of immunity, magic. Right? Yeah. Right. Magic. And, we love. And that's what it all is, right? That's as as any actor as you know, you know that you're creating an illusion that is experienced in the viewer. It's not real. It's it, it's this magic trick. And I... <laughs> this is actually why my um, cover band became banned. B-A-N-N-E-D. You so did I not attemp- get nude. I att- well, no, because I was like, we can't. <sighs> but I attempted to recreate that moment on the wood chips. Um,
2: with <gasps> on the wood my-
3: chips. Oh, my God. Title <clears throat> of app. <laughs> on the wood with chips. With my two... <laughs> Co-star, co- yes. my second lead Fan vocalist mates. and third lead vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, hello. Because there were only three of us in Spice Kids. Um, <laughs> And I kept trying to, I just remember being six or seven years old and thinking like, okay, it's about a 30 second walk from the closest bathroom to our stage. So how are we going to get there <gasps> without revealing? We don't have, you know, we don't have a backstage. We don't have, it's all open. It's all open air. Oh and also God. this is a we're in, in the round. So how are we going to create the illusion of nudity for the people behind us as well as the people beside and in you front of us? You just
0: can't do it.
3: And I try I enlisted the help of the teachers because I was like, How do I figure out this moment? And
1: you, were like, how, were, like, you were like a young child being like, How do I do a nude illusion in the round? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and
0: this
1: these adults are. Nude like, illusion uh, in the round is title of app. Nude illusion in the round. <laughs>
3: And I was like, how do I, how do I figure this out? And they were like, okay, honey, I think you've taken this a little too far. We're going to have to stop. Um, We're going to have to ask you to stop. Also, you know, she said to me, a number of the other students are jealous because they aren't in the band. And, um, you know, there's sort of an exclusivity thing happening here. So we're going to have to, it's been a great run but we're going to have to end the Spice Kids. Wow.
0: Okay. So were you silent or were you you silenced? Silenced
3: silenced for sure. The latter. The latter. Oh my God. Wait. And I should also round out the story. I don't, the other two girls, I don't remember one of them, which I feel so bad. It's such a Michelle Williams situation. Uh Oh, but my second lead vocalist was actually a woman by the name of, uh, now her name is Dr. Alicia Kramer, uh, and she hello. is married to U.S. Senator John Ossoff.
0: What? Oh my god!
3: <laughs> so let me tell but you. Georgia we were,
1: royalty. I honey. knew he could put it down. I knew it from the second I saw him. I was like, he can put it down. I know it. I know he gets real sweet and sensitive, and, and you go. And I sexy. bet he's
0: married to a former Spice Kid
1: who now goes by the name
0: Doctor Dr. Alicia, Alicia Kramer. Kramer.
1: The one Madam. and only. Now, <laughs> w- what, what, so basically you had three girls in the Spice Kids. Mm-hmm. Y- you s- understand there is famously five. So, did you have identities similar to famously the Spice Girls were sort of, you understand, baby, posh, sporty, scary, and ginger? Explain that.
3: We did. So, the way that i worked around it because you have to understand matt and bowen not everyone was talented enough to be in the spice kids and this oh, we is get partially <laughs> this we is why we had to cap it at 3 because oh. there wasn't you know we weren't going to dull ourselves water it down to have 100%. a fourth and a fifth just to be you know true
0: to true to the original that's why so, you
3: cut latoya and latavia okay i wasn't going to say it but well anti there
0: inclusion we go. Icon, Clark
2: Moore. (laughs) Exclusive
3: from the beginning. Yes. So I said to the girls, I said, we can can do whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So
3: I said to the girls, I said, I said, we can do whatever you want. You know, if you want to have a name, if you want to pick a name, you can combine a name. I will allow y'all to choose. The only thing that I know for sure is that I am baby. And so I right. went by Baby Boy. I didn't go by Baby Spice. I went by Baby, baby boy. boy. Baby Boy. Wow. And then I don't remember what the other girls chose, but I specifically remember Baby Boy. And I remember having a little lollipop.
0: Ah, like Emma. And being a little
3: cheeky six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Now here's the
1: deal. I think as adults, we can all say like, I identify with a certain Spice Girl now. Like I, I, I genuinely identify on on this day of all days in my life with like more of a scary Spice energy. I identify mm. with more of a sort of ginger Spice rising, and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, think that posh mm-hmm. lives inside me. But there's something mm. about being a kid. Like I don't think there were a lot of kids looking at the Spice Girls and not saying, "I'm baby."
0: I'm baby. Like baby was,
1: was everyone wanted to be a baby. Yes. That's why I had to claim it. Okay, from the beginning.
0: and not not to not to keep digging into this bit, but you are gatekeeping, girl <laughs> bossing, the house down. No, I love this. Gatekeeping so wait.
1: and girl bossing another front runner for
0: title event. It's <laughs> so runner.
1: shocking but to have three. Wow.
0: So then who were Alicia and the other one? What were their identities?
3: Doctor
0: Doctor Dr. Alicia. Fool.
3: I wanna say Dr. Kramer was sporty. Because uh-huh. she was always very athletic, and I do I do vaguely remember that. And I can't, for the life of me, remember that third girl. Oh, my God. Watch this well, girl be it's... like
0: Elizabeth Olsen or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, a truly, a superstar.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's so crazy that that she
3: went on to real John Ossoff marrying and Dr. Success. She did. I, I And also, John, he... Because then from elementary school, we all continued through the same... Uh, We switched from that elementary school to a different one and then all went to junior high and high school together. I don't mean to put the senator's business out in the streets, but...
1: No, do it. We've all seen those old musical theater videos. Come on, not much left to hide after that.
3: (laughs) Dr. Kramer and I actually were first and second chair cello, cellists, in the orchestra together while their romance was beginning. Uh And so... Literally while we were like playing cello together, I was getting the tea about this hot upperclassman that she was dating and who was named Jonathan at the time. And he always sort of had like a a senatorial air to him. You know, he was always very, and then he went off to, um, he's actually connected to my, my professional trajectory weirdly in that he went off to Georgetown and was in an a cappella group there, the Georgetown Chimes.
0: And you were a cappella boy in, at, d- at Dartmouth?
3: At Dartmouth. Because I was, I decided to go into a cappella. I kind of probably was always going to do a cappella. I've always had a cappella energy. Uh-huh. But part of the reason why I decided to do it is because he brought the chimes back to Atlanta, to our school, Paidea. And they taught us all these songs. So I now randomly know all these Georgetown fight songs. Um, oh my God. And then I decided to go off to Dartmouth and join the Dartmouth Airs. And then the Airs, bringing it all the way back around to reality television show, we competed on the sing off.
1: Oh my God, you did not.
3: We were runners up to <gasps> Pentatonics. What? Mm-hmm. I forget that's where Pentatonics
1: comes
0: from. That's where Pentatonics mm-hmm. comes
3: from. And so that was my like introduction to Los Angeles. It was my first time working on a lot. We, we shot on the Sony lot right down the street in Culver City. Uh, and it was, yeah. So then I guess I owe the senator my career. Wait, this is a wild little that is crew connection. Crew. Isn't that great? That's great. But well, I have one thing. You were about to say something about Elizabeth Olsen. I thought, when you said Elizabeth Olson, I thought you meant Elizabeth Holmes. And so I was about, about to make <laughs> a joke that she went off to commit fraud. <laughs> yeah. And that's I've, why I was distancing myself from her because of the Theranos. Because uh, of the Theranos thing. Of course.
0: Yeah. Of course. Um, I think we still have to talk about Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for a second. I think there's endless, there's endless conversations to be had about I agree. the about the impact. Were we kids? Were we all kids who like read liner notes? I I yeah. like nothing had like captured me in such a way. Well, first of all, I want to say Clark. I watched the naked performance as a child, around that same age, and I was I was not showbiz savvy enough to be like mm. that's fake. I was like they're actually naked. Their <laughs> boobs, their boobs, or their breasts are touching the chair.
1: They were certainly in a believable state of undress, Bowen. I would not shame yourself for that one. They, they, there was movie magic happening, and movie <laughs> magic is some of the most powerful magic. It's it's chaos magic. It's chaos Wanda. magic, Wanda. It's chaos you magic, Wanda.
3: Truly. And that makes you the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch.
1: Witch or the Ginger Spice, if you understand uh, the sort of comparison. Ginger is Wanda. Was she the leader? Was she the leader? Let's just let's decide it. And did they end
3: after she left? It was sad. It was really I. that was heartbreaking. My first sort of uh, understanding of mortality
0: in a way <laughs> or, or or something being finite.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, I the was good like, times don't last forever. They don't. They
3: don't. They really don't. And oh. it felt like it would. And and also the fact that it was a choice and such a conscious choice right. made me feel a little bit betrayed. Betrayed. Yeah. You know, and that was sort of my um, introduction to heartbreak in a way. Yeah. Absolutely. I
0: I that actually tracks so so neatly. I was heartbroken. Heartbroken. Heart- not easy, and I. It really was this thing of like when, like you know, goodbye or forever came out. I was like, "Oh, this is this is my first real understanding up close of what, like thinking like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's something not the is same. lost. Something is lost here, and." to answer matt's question was ginger the leader i don't think she was my my relationship at the time with the spice wars was that it's beautiful it's a group it's girl power it's all five of them being on the same level same footing not vocally even but somehow they're each essential yeah and it kind of still affirms the fact that once ginger left it still didn't hold up
3: no Mm -hmm
1: you know it's it's exactly what you're saying it's like because there wasn't a leader and like it felt like a a limb was missing and they could not perform at the same way Mm. like it was just all about the five of them remember that when they were saying feminism before everyone else like Mm -hmm. in a mainstream Mm -hmm, way like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was her that was like her thing she was the one wearing the union jack you know what i mean like she was so much of the visual identity of the group that for her to leave i think that's why i asked was she the leader because she is so strongly identifiable like the way she sang that was really singing you know what i mean uh-huh, i'm doing that with my uh-huh, uh-huh. nose splint on but you know what i'm saying like she yeah. was I so think it's helping yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was so visually and sonically what that group was that's why i think she gets confused as being the leader sometime but uh-huh, uh-huh. she was just as so much a part of it as anyone
3: else there's a really great video on youtube i want to say it's a vogue
0: interview with jerry Was she slipping through her looks?
3: Yes, yes. And she talks about the dress. She talks about the creation of the Union Jack dress and basically how it was Mm -hmm. an accident and sort of puts interesting context to what was obviously an insane... I mean, it was only a year. It was only, right? Like one year, maybe almost two, was the entire
0: experience of the... Spice Girls, like two or three years, 97, 98 or 96, 97. Yeah, it was hard and fast. It -hmm, was. mm -hmm. And that
3: in looking back on that, especially, you know, time obviously was processed differently by us than being six and seven um, than now. But it felt like forever. It did not feel like one year. It felt like 10. I just think about like, especially in the context of like saying culture is for me or wanting to be a contributor to it or being a part of it it speaks to the overwhelming element of a public life of yeah. fame of any kind of notoriety of any kind and how do you how do you surf the wave when it's a tsunami you know and yet they were yeah. pulling out every single moment in yeah. that full year and a half two years was an i I hate to use this word cuz it's so overused but it was an iconic no, yeah. Moment, the dress, the shoes, the hair, the looks, the songs, the movie, ubiquity, the album that they recorded while they were shooting the movie. You know, yep. like it was just and and <laughs> to quote the iceberg, um what was it? Twelve <laughs> songs, no skips.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything
3: no was a banger. Everything, everything they banger. released was amazing. <laughs> oh and, my god. <laughs> oh, I want a
1: man, not a Boy, can. And then the iconic Boy, who thinks he can. <laughs> I cannot do it right now, you guys. If you saw me, you would understand. It was
0: gorgeous. But you, you're right, Clark. That <laughs> My mother the... just gave me a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> they achieved a kind of fame that distorted time. Because yeah. we, we brought up the same idea when we talked about Britney after, um, yeah. after, after the Britney doc came out. But... Britney's whole ascension was like in like a three to four year span too. Not three to four years, but like up until like blackout when like things just sort of like reached a hilt it was like what like 1999 to or 98 no no 99 to 2006 2000 yeah four or I, I can't even do the math right now but you know what i'm saying Like a short amount of time she had been around for like six years
1: and then she needed like a major reinvention like in the zone was like what i think they would consider it a major reinvention for right, her right like because right. she did the first three albums it was like baby one more time oops i did it again britney but she had those three albums and then she needed to go away for like, what was an unheard of at the time, like eight months
0: right, to right, go right.
1: prepare a different identity. And it was in the zone, which I, which, which then came out and like, was like a major change for her. But that, the fact that that needed to happen because she, it was so much in succession. Yeah. It's like that ubiquity that we were talking about,
0: but for the spice <clears> girls, it was like, it felt like a full, textured career mm-hmm. that only lasted two three years yes insane
1: and also at the time it being like again like we talk about like they were truly famous everyone Mm -hmm. knew who they were nowadays it's like you know people are upset that this is like happening now with little mix like little mix their fame has been spread out for literally 10 years they've Mm -hmm. they've they've it's been like a decade since they did the x factor in the uk yeah they're a huge band but they actually stuck around for way longer and like they're the most quote-unquote successful girl group in the world like Mm. and guaranteed like I would go as far as say seven out of ten people in America might not even know who they are.
3: Oh, totally. Whereas yeah. at the
1: Spice Girls, it was like, if you didn't know who they were, you must have been dead, darling.
3: They were compared to, I mean, they were disdainfully so because, you know, the Beatles hold, are such held in high regard, but but they were compared to that level of fame and yeah. that sort of insanity. Um, mm-hmm, I also mm-hmm. We were also the target demographic right. for it, but, but it did seem like Beyond that, there were people who, at least, were aware you couldn't escape it. They were everywhere.
0: Right. Favorite Spice Girls song.
3: I was gonna say rank them. Rank, oh, um, rank the
0: songs. Rank the girls. Okay. Rank the girls. Oh my god. I can okay. rank the girls. I can't
3: rank the songs.
0: Well, I, I will well, give us rank the girls first, and then top three, top three songs. Unranked. Yes. Okay.
3: Number one is of course Baby because yep. of Still. all the reasons we said and because Emma, uh, i will always have a you know she started my career i owe my career to her she really That's did true. That's to true. baby spice and john also um and <laughs> i guess scary i will say you know <clears throat> in the context of identity and race and the things that i talk about on my podcast i did have a little bit of the like you're the black person so you have to be scary right
0: of course and so
3: i sort of brushed up against that a lot when i was younger and and i think i overcorrected when i was younger in not wanting to identify with scary only because of our race right but i think now she is definitely up there of course jerry i think right in the middle jerry okay Um, that's bold and that's bold (laughs) posh uh yeah right after miss Beckham who I have a screenshot of I have a screenshot of David Beckham's Instagram story when he and presumably posh watched love Simon together oh. in their screening room in their house
0: I loved love Simon I thought it was an amazing film I, lo- I loved Ethan so much <laughs> that he one. was a great character that I laughed <laughs> at and cried at I, that. I love that that forever.
1: with my beautiful children after my husband and i went and had sex all night i
0: never sleep <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, then you're gonna rake sporty last yeah looks like it okay yeah. interesting interesting all right now the vocals
3: just don't matter the, to the you. vocals don't <laughs> it was more that like her i it, you know they all had a shtick and her shtick wasn't as um you know, it was. I was sort of like. <laughs> you were responding like, to it. You
0: weren't buying really, girl. What she was you're going to wear
3: sweatpants on stage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's your look. Your look is going to be
0: tracksuit. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She was
1: coming for the tomboys, and there's sure. not there's not a
0: tomboy here. She's very ahead of her time. Exactly. Right. And
3: that's the great thing about them is that they spoke to everyone. I'm yes. not in that demographic, but there right, were plenty right, right. of people in sporty's demographic.
0: Of course. Okay. So that now three tracks that you find to be the most essential Spice Girls songs. I think I have them. So, do y'all want to go? Do you want me to go first? I I, I I, can go first. I can go first. Okay. Um, wannabe, obviously. Gotta um, have it. Gotta. gotta have it. And then I'm gonna say, um, just why, why am I forgetting the song? To it's, Become it's my, One. To Become One. Wannabe, To Become One. And I'm gonna say, who do you think you are?
1: Those are the three.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: I would I would say wannabe and to become one and I would remove who do you think you are and I would put in spice up your life. Cause I just get so hype when the when the drums start in the
3: beginning and the la mm-hmm. la 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 And la, and la, speaking la, of culture, la, when they were surfing black cabs at,
1: the at Olympics. Olympics.
0: Yes, yes. yes, yes. That was iconic. That was iconic.
1: And all five came back. It was catharsis for everyone (laughs) to see all five of them back. Because it was the last goddamn time. Because Victoria Uh is too busy slaying it in the fashion world. Have you seen her Vogue 73 questions?
0: It's a must watch. It's comedy. It's comedy.
2: (laughs) It's pure comedy. her
3: summer dress. She said, I'm channeling scary in my summer dress. A perfect summer dress. She posted that on her Instagram the other day. It was very cute. (laughs) You can (laughs) buy the dress.
1: They ask her if she wants to act and she goes, um, what does she say? She says, um I starred in Spice Welds and I'm still waiting for my outstanding achievement award.
2: <laughs> and then there's they, they
1: ask like, what, ch- what what disease would you get rid of right now if you could? And she just without missing a beat goes,
0: AIDS. Aids. <laughs> <laughs> just but just the, the the force with which she says, the conviction with which she says AIDS. Aids. Amazing. And she
1: also, there's a moment where she she goes, um, they're like, Why don't you ever smile? And she goes, I just tell people I'm smiling on the inside. <laughs> Icon.
0: Icon. Clark, so it is good. time. It is time for your three Spice Girls. Tracks. We gave you a
1: breath. Okay.
3: So number one for me is to become one. Yep. And the reason why is it's actually connected with a power move that I like to employ as a guest at a wedding. Ooh! I always sing at weddings. Okay, icon. icon. He's
0: a vocalist. Icon. Specifically,
3: when I've not, when I've either not been asked or expressly asked not to sing.
0: Wow! You're basically you're you're the guy with the guitar, but you don't have the guitar.
3: Exactly. <laughs> and you have I, the vocals. What the
2: vocals. I
3: do is I locate. Let me tell you, anyone who wants to do this, I locate the queen with the headset because yeah. that's the wedding planner, as we learned from you know. The wedding planner, yes, famously starring you. Jennifer Lopez, very famously, um, and I, I sidle up and I do my little gay best friend, hey girl, hey, you know, drop in, and I'm like I, so my gift to the bride and the groom, they don't know <sighs> this, it's a secret, it's a surprise. Can you help me? I enlist her. Oh my god. And then I sort of like find my way to the band. I find my way to whatever. And then ideally they have no idea what's coming. The music starts and then boom, there I am. I sing to become one. It's the perfect wedding song. Soul
0: forever dream, my money, and me together, together. Say you believe in. It. It's a beautiful Say song. You so it's it. a beautiful song. We
1: sang it. We sang it with Catherine and Pat at Seek Treatment Live. We sang it to Ben Ooh. Pat.
3: Which lyrics did you do? Um, did you do? Well, Bowen
1: and I were singing, and Pat and Cat were dancing.
3: We're, so we're Bowen doing, and we're I, got, we like to
1: sing the same thing at the same time.
3: Okay. No, but but we split up the
0: verse. Did you, you do the beginning? No, no, no. Beginning? I mean
3: specifically, I mean specifically, um, did you do boys and girls look good together? Or, or
1: love will lead us back, back together.
3: together. There's yeah, yeah, a, I yeah. can't remember what it is. I think we did like, boys an and girls lyric. look good together. Okay. There's an yeah. all inclusive lyric there that you can do. Right. Love that they right. that they did that
1: over time, but I think we did the text as written.
2: Mm, um, I yeah. mean,
1: we love the call to condom use in that song. Be a little bit wiser, baby. Put it on. <laughs> put, on. It put it on. On, put on. Put
0: it on. Yeah,
1: that was maybe I think Baby's most iconic moment when she would sing the pre-choruses and say, "Oh yeah." But that vid-
0: that music video, is New York culture because Absolutely. it was it was the first time I was like seeing like besides like troll in Central Park or whatever. Um, it was <sighs> it was like these beautiful shots of Times Square and the Twin Towers and like the Brooklyn Br- I was like this is th- I was like whatever like that place seems like the most beautiful place in the world mm. and it made End me it like is and it. <laughs> And it, it is, is. It really oh, honey.
1: is. Oh, New York Frank city.
0: Sinatra, eat your heart out. The oh. quintessential New York musical moment is mm. To Become to One. Become
1: to white. Become
2: One. Fucking
0: posh spice, no? I don't know if it's posh or scary, but in, by the courthouse. Like, oh, yeah? just <laughs> like city hall, not even city hall, the courthouse. Yeah, just <laughs> at the
1: courthouse. I, honestly a very good video they had good videos too great Mitch. videos great videos and, uh, what's great what's videos. that say you'll be there that was like pretty iconic because the wannabe mm-hmm. was like as a as a music video it is iconic but you can tell what this is when they had no budget
2: mm-hmm. and then after mm-hmm. that sound
1: was a huge smash like then they got a budget and got their we're gonna go together. to the desert yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, were say, they were gonna say we could pay for a truck now to take the girls out to the desert, to <laughs> the desert. we can pay for a, a 12 pack of water bottles for the girls
3: we got a water budget
0: we, got a, we got a water
3: budget. budget. Mm. Now. So then number two, close second yes. is naked. Of course. Close second oh, naked. Oh, so you're, okay, great. It's like they're basically tied, but the only reason why two become one is higher is because, uh, because I perform it at weddings when right. not asked. Yes. And then last <laughs> is, is wanna be and, and specifically the, yeah. the video.
4: I And they're in the house
3: it. and they're up and down the stairs and they're right in the camera.
4: It's yeah. a
0: hotel in London that I think you can
4: go to. Oh, is
3: to. it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will those are ex- excellent choices. I'm going to challenge you. my sister. I'm not going to challenge my sister. I'm just going to say spice up your life. I want to love. I want to. I want to love it so badly. Too chaotic. Too Ooh. chaotic.
1: See, I think I like the chaos of it, especially because like they didn't really have a bigger song after that. I felt like they gave you everything in that one big last song. Uh-huh, but uh-huh, but I, uh-huh. you know it is a little once you got into the i i i i, I like whatever is happening there uh, it was like a sometimes little crazy sometimes i'm not in the
0: mood sometimes i'm not in the mood to be like shaken awake like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's value to it of course but i i would even yes it, this was not as big of a hit as as the other stuff but i'm i'm sooner listening to holler off of forever holler oh, wow Excellent song, excellent song. Just the four of them, wonderful.
1: Did anyone mm. say stop right now? We didn't. None of us said you stop. Very much. It.
3: That it was became, a good one too. It was so like the that was everyone's bit for yeah. You know right. what I mean? Anytime anyone said stop, it was like oh, it's gonna come. You're you know?
0: right. It was that for a while. It was Diana. It was the Supremes, mm-hmm. and then when that song came, like they'd be like stop in the name of it. but then stop came out. And everyone would break into the song if they if the word stop managed to make it into the conversation. It was In awful. The 90s were a crazy time.
3: Truly.
1: Before we move on from Spice Girls, I do want to know everyone's favorite comedic or dramatic moment from the Spice World film. And I also <laughs> would like to reach out to all the readers who, perchance, might know a way we can watch the Spice World film. Because... Like Alaska said on this program Las Culturistas and her I don't think so honey You cannot get This film so someone Find a way to get us this film Please You'd be our favorite Reader but what is your favorite Comedic or dramatic moment From Spice World
3: For me it's the reveal uh, Sort of in like a Doctor Who TARDIS way that the inside Of the bus is bigger than the outside <laughs> Yes <laughs> When they walk in and somehow magically it, they walk into a studio set, the soundstage that is somehow also on wheels in a double decker bus. Yes. Yes.
0: Beautiful fantasy. That, that's it for me.
3: I really bought it. I thought it was real. And I yes. was an
0: idiot. <laughs> it's like me with a naked performance. I'm like, Exactly. Okay, it was this exactly
1: like that. And that's what made us
0: sisters at a very young age. We were both idiots.
1: And destined to be friends.
0: I think I've said in the past, because it is not available to, to watch anywhere, I've only seen it one or two times.
1: Oh, and it would be your favorite film. It would be I your know, favorite film.
0: But the, the moment that stands out to me, that just sh- screamed at me in the most beautiful way, at the most beautiful frequency as a child... Was when Elton John shows up out of nowhere and they all yeah. freak out and they're like Elton and I'm like yep. and that was the moment where I was like these girls are so powerful I was like these yes. girls know Elton John they are so powerful and yes. I will mm-hmm. do I will I will I will do whatever they say and so that's the moment it's like it was a flex so that's that's neither a comedic nor a dramatic moment but it was a moment that. Really was like it was like it was it was like a moment of crossover culture. It was a moment of like pre Avengers, pre Kingdom Hearts, lol, <laughs> pre whatever. Me being like, wow, worlds can collide. I mean, these are real people, but in terms of a, that movie being the container for them to cross paths, I go, oh my god, this I've never seen anything like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My favorite moment in the film is famously. When they are doing the obstacle course and the four (laughs) of them are going through the obstacle course and you just see like all of a sudden Victoria Beckham just walking uh, Victoria Adams at the time posh spice just walking around the obstacle course in her heels and this is what she's going to do for the obstacle course she's not going to do it she just struts alongside while the other girls like do it it's so funny it's hilarious and then there's another scene later where they're in the hospital and they're waiting for their friend to give birth, which is like the plot of the movie, like their friend's giving birth. So they have to do a concert, but they want to be there for her. So, like, um, they're all in the hospital and Jerry Jerry goes, I spy with my little eye something blue. And one of them goes, hospital. And Posh Spice just goes, shut up,
2: Jerry. <laughs>
0: And that's why she's due her Outstanding Achievement Award. And from what awards body, we don't know. But we just know that the award is called Outstanding, outstanding Achievement,
3: achievement award. award. Give her her awards.
1: It's real Culture number 15. Posh Spice is due her Posh Outstanding due Achievement due Award. Her Outstanding spice Achievement spice
0: Award. World. Oh, my God. Spice World. Oh, my gosh. I just want to thank Clark for... Giving us the gift to talk about Spice, the Spice Girls, oh which is God. in itself a ball. You're welcome.
1: Truly, I mean, it's it was a gift, the gift of Spice, the gift of Spice, the gift of Spice and sisterhood. A spice
3: and sisterhood, another and sisterhood. front our for title of app. It's so so before crazy. we go into, I don't think so, honey, because I feel it coming. Yes, yeah, you I can feel it. I brought a, another gift for the two of you, what? which is a a story that I have never told anyone, and I don't know how I made it through my press campaign without saying this story about Love Simon a couple years ago but it is a is an exclusive behind oh my the gosh. scenes okay again specifically curated for the readers when we were shooting the film um which we don't need to name i I can just call it the film the film so my scene the big principal's office scene right the two of us were sitting there i get my moment i get my like this is us, let me tell you a story monologue moment. Fantastic. Yes. Greg Berlanti, our director, uh, at the end, we did a couple of takes of it and he was like, I want you to like sort of, you know, feel free to add anything in you want. You know, if you want to improv something, if you want to add like a button or if you want to add whatever. And I was like, okay, what could I possibly add? So then the next time we did the, I think after like take two or three, at the end of the monologue, right before we're called into the office, I looked at Nick Robinson and I said these words, which were unfortunately cut from the film. I said, welcome to the sisterhood.
1: <gasps> oh, they cut it? They
0: cut that? And I
3: said it a million times. We did it in a bunch of takes. And, I, and there were other pieces that were cut as well. And I totally also get that it might not have been the right vibe for the like whatever they did, I think they did a great job. I wanted to share it with with y'all and with the readers because I feel like it was one of those like behind the scenes little tidbits that maybe can make the mm. experience uh, just a little bit more special for any of the true heads. You know, everyone doesn't need to 100%. have the welcome to the sisterhood moment, yeah. But yeah. for my sisters, for my community. Um, I tried to shoehorn Welcome to the Sisterhood in, and um, I knew y'all would appreciate that, so I wanted I, to share that story. We
1: do. And, you know, I actually, like, when Love, Simon came out, I think a lot of queer people were being a little hard on it because, like, it was this very commercial, like, very much trying to be a movie about a gay kid for straight people. And I, I think that that's okay. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I, I would rather see that than the millionth version of, you know, paper kites or whatever the hell it is. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. like whatever movie that would get that budget. Like I'm happy. There's a love Simon. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, like, is it extremely
0: white? Yes. Like, is it extreme? Is it a very much about someone with a lot of privilege? Yes. It does not strip that. None of those things strip. It of its value in a way
1: right and i i so i think like um it's it's fucking great that you that you said that am i surprised they cut it no <laughs> because i think that probably they were trying to juggle things in their head about how the straight audience that was watching it would, would respond to something like welcome to the sisterhood like because that that line is going to make some dad in the audience say oh so it's what i thought he's a woman now mm-hmm, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and it's just like just to walk people through that, like I get why they cut it, but I also 100% understand and appreciate that you said it. That's like, and thank
0: you for telling us. Yeah, of course, that- I shared it just for you. All these years, i oh waiting my to tell God. you the story.
1: Well, you were so memorable in that movie, and thank like you. we we loved it, and we're just so happy that you're here.
0: Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now.
4: Now, I said. Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part time or full time. You name the position So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
1: Now we're gonna have a moment of catharsis. Molly.
2: <gasps> <gasps> what is it that we do?
0: We do a segment called "I Don't Think So, Honey." Ooh. We take one minute to go off on something in culture. It's really chapping our, A-S- oh, our S- limbs,
1: our, oh, ass. our, ass our ass ass asses
0: and our limbs, all our of asses it. and our limbs, or our asses, which are um, an, a terminus of our legs. The legs end and start at the ass. People don't talk
1: about that, but your ass is really what, just what your legs become. You know what I mean? Like if you're a butt guy, I'm putting this in quotes, you're really um, a,
0: a leg freak because guess what? Your legs end where the ass cracks. Oh, rule of culture number nine read a book bitch
1: read a read a, read a book. Rule
0: of culture number nine number nine your your ass.
1: legs your legs legs
0: and and where, your, where ass your ass cracks, cracks. cracks. read Can't a wait book, to see bitch.
1: that one illustrated read a book bitch
0: um now so, Matt, do you have something um you know i i think i do okay oh i think i do i hear some conviction i can't wait to hear this this is matt Rogers. i don't think so honey his time starts now
1: Girl, I don't think so, honey. American Idol this season. I turned it on last night because I am very much convalescing. And I think my mother, who's sitting right here to my left, can agree. There's not one good person on that. Uh, Some people were like, Oh. oh, some of the girls are good. And I was watching it and I'm like, yeah, I get that there's good singing happening, but like, where is the star quality on this program? I couldn't find it. So basically, the judges are Katy Perry, Luke Bryant, who just announced today he has COVID. He's a celebrity in LA, <laughs> 30 seconds. April 12th, 2021, who's contracting COVID. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but he did. And ah! Lana Richie, and they stand up and applaud for everyone. And I'm like, girl, where is the critique? Also, they have them perform right after they have figured out they made seconds. it into the finals. And so it's like they're so shaky and freaked out because they just found out they made it. And they sound pitchy. I don't think so, honey. If you're going to do American Idol, do Five one more seconds. season. Bring back the original three. Simon, Paul, Randy. Let's go out with a bang. Kill it. Take it out back. I don't That's think one so,
0: honey. minute. Take it out back. Kill it.
1: The voice has surpassed it. Paula oh. is going
0: to fill
1: in for Luke Bryan, who, again, I'll say is on April 12th, 2021 in the pandemic, a celebrity in L.A. who contracted the coronavirus. I don't <laughs> know how that happens. Let's, let's but.
0: not let's not, you know, uh, stigmatize getting the, 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 the virus in some late or middle stage. I'm just saying
1: he's a very protected citizen.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. That is true.
1: Girl, I, I mean, American Idol is a flop, right, Mom? Not good,
0: damn, damn bird. Not, <laughs> what'd she say?
1: Not she good. Said, not good,
0: damn, damn, damn bird. Damn not bird, not good. not good, damn bird. She she's threw her catchphrase in there. She knows the assignment. She understands the assignment. <laughs> good That's good her. branding. That's Oh, great she's a brand. great brander. Oh, she, she she understands that, to be sure. You know, mm-hmm. we just
1: watched the branding challenge of Drag Race. <laughs>
0: Ooh, a, a pointless yeah. episode. Oh no! They're, oh, there the 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 sodas,
1: the soda pops. Whose soda pop part- did you think was the best, Mom? You liked Simone's.
0: Simone's. Uh, with, and Simone one.
1: Everybody's yeah. got a sweet tooth. Remember that one? Yeah, and uh, rose
0: was good. Rosé's was good. My mom loves mm-hmm. rose, and I have to say,
2: Rosé.
1: in re- in rewatching the season, I think people, you know, I think that especially people in New York who know rose, I think who are just used to how good rose is, are being hard
0: on rosé i think rosé could uh-huh. win oh the gen the, the the gen zers love her the gen zers love rosé uh this is what i've heard is that she's getting a lot of um like a lot of the oh god on my discover page on my instagram is like full of like drag race metrics right and analytics this and like i'm seeing a lot of stuff like the top 4 sorry clark this is fully alienating um no i i mean it's why
3: gen z loving something is it makes me nervous it's fascinating it's fascinating yes.
0: well it's just like they love rosé and like rosé is overwhelmingly winning like the polling quote unquote not that it matters but like mm. um in the in the end cuz it's Rue's choice to make of course you got to win the Rue polling you got oh <laughs> my god <laughs> the way i turned that the way you turn that, but Rue, uh sorry, Gen Zers love Rose. They wow, love Rose. That's so interesting. You think that they would go for Got Mick. Got Mick. But and they, al- they do mm. also love GotMick, but there, there's a there's a pretty big margin um or difference with between Rosé and uh got Mick. Anyway, Muy
1: interesante.
0: I am gonna I've decided just now I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with mine. I'm gonna be a little okay. real. Okay. Because you know what it is? Clark just inspired me. He shared something that he never he did not share on the press on, on on the on the press store for Love Simon. He got me to open up in a way that I would have never opened up to, like, a professional journalist. Right? (laughs) And I'm about to open up in a way that um, I would only tell my sisters. All
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right, well, you heard it here first. We're getting raw and real. And it's Bowen Yang's, I don't think so, honey. His time starts now.
0: I don't think so, honey. Any language around any cast member on SNL right now saying, Blank stole the show! Blank is carrying the show on their backs! No, that erases the work of let's say 19 other people on that cast this is Mm. the biggest cast the show has ever had it's crazy it's weird to navigate everyone is doing their best everyone is so ungodly talented in ways that no one in the audience can begin to understand internally this is the vibe we are all acknowledging each other's work ethic and humor and different points of view and sensibilities and it's a beautiful beautiful coexistence and we all appreciate each other and this is a i can't believe this season of television that i have weirdly been a part of coincidentally i'm like how the fuck did we get through this season we're all doing our best, and we are all so, so fucking funny that it's crazy to me to even suggest that it's an individual thing and not a collective thing that, like, me, the quality of the show is slightly different than it was in the past, or it's goofier. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm totally running the clock at this point, but it's like, I, it really bugs me bitch. when it's like, Bowen, Bowen, yes. I'm, 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 I'm using myself as an example because I've just been inundated with a little bit too much positive feedback. <laughs> but I'm just like no 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 you guys don't get it. This is mm-hmm. like like every single person on this show right now is is so fucking good at this. That's all. It takes a village mm. too. That's all. And I and I don't I don't mean to like signal anything beyond on a meta level of like I'm what I I, I truly believe this in my heart. I go. Wow, like I I can't believe what goes on at the show. Like, and the heartbreak that goes into like the creative process when things Mm. like don't come to term or whatever. I'm just like, y'all, like it's not as, it's not quite as like, it's survivorship bias. It's, It's like you're only seeing the stuff that makes it onto the show. You're not seeing the stuff that didn't make it that like is just as, I don't know, great, wonderful, funny. Anyway
1: i think that's, that's just it. a way that people um it, that's one mode of people expressing themselves of is, course, it, of is, course. is to sort of like in lifting one thing up put down another thing i mean mm. i i know it happens yes <laughs> so exactly. it's like it but i also think like is what you're saying is true that like yeah, you know, it feels
0: zero sum. It feels like what? No. Just-
1: yeah. Yeah. But but also anyway. like at the very heart of that is everyone being very proud of you and excited for you that you've done so well. But also, you're right. It's, it's I appreciate it, that, that. that I... piece and all the pieces don't get made without like a million people working their fucking ass off on it, especially at that show where it's like literally all hands on deck. You know mm. what I mean? It must feel a little weird to get a feedback that's like, if it wasn't for this person, then I wouldn't watch. It's just it's, like, it's, okay, it's, this is crazy.
0: <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. And like, and, and it's, it's a show that engenders a lot of strong opinions because people have associations with it, whether they're very emotional or whether they're like disillusioned by it. And like, I totally get the, the crowd of people out there who are like SNL sucks and hasn't been funny. I'm just like, yeah, great. I, in terms of like, But in terms of a form of praise being packaged in like, this person is exceptional in this way. I'm like, there's, it's not the exception though. The, the Mm. the rule, the rule is that the people who are on that show have some reason to be there, you know, like have some, like have proven something by virtue of just being on the show. It's am I, am I like out of line? I don't think Is so. Is that crazy? No. Okay. No. And, right. I, and I also right.
3: think this speaks to what I feel, what I've always felt in terms of like receiving feedback, either positive or negative. It's like, especially the negative, I feel like we're taught how to deal with. We're taught to yes. ignore the comments. We're taught to, you know, uh, process it in whatever way. But the positive can be even more overwhelming. Sure. Because what do you do with it? And And then because if there's so much of it, or if it's also in a specific way, like, how do you process that? Is it real? You know, if the bad wasn't real, then how can the good be real? Sure, like, exactly. My mind goes on this on this whole journey as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I can imagine. Yeah,
1: and it's also very good to be conscious of ego. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yes. it's like, that's, that's really, I think, where it gets tripped up is because, like, what if you were to believe one day that you were the yes. only person to make the show run? Like, that's crazy. So basically, it's, it's just insane. like- you know, like it's, it's, it's all. And that's another reason. It's another, it's another argument for getting literally offline. And I have to say, I deactivated my Twitter again today.
0: Well, do you want to know what I did this time? So all the other times I got off Twitter, I deactivated it, but like kept the window open for 12 months Twelve months. Yeah. This time I did it for 30 days. I'm like, I think this is it. I think this is oh, the wow. last, this is the last leg. Um, Commitment. But yes. Commitment. I just, but I just want to like, just, just, just um compound what you guys were saying, which is that like. The, the 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 oversimplified way that I can think of this now is that like you have to examine question whatever the positive on the same with the same scrutiny that you would with the negative.
3: The best advice I've ever gotten was from one of the uh, producers on The Sing Off. Right towards the end, as she was like, "Your career is going to go well. You are you are going in a really positive direction. I believe in you." And she said, "The advice that I will give you is." They are never, you are never as good or as bad as they say to Yes. Are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. That's so true. That is how I process all of it. Because, Ooh. because yeah, the good can be really overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And yeah. also, <gasps>
1: the other thing too is like a lot of people, when they say something, they say it in a moment. They're not thinking of it all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like a, a, something I, I also think that can happen with social media is like, you know, someone tosses off a mean or positive comment uh-huh, and you uh-huh. think, that person's obsessed with me. <laughs> it's like, ah! no, they said it no. in, a, in a second.
0: <laughs> it's a fleeting thought that like yeah. is in, that is now like sort of written in ink, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, social network quote anyway. Oh my God. I, already, <laughs> I, 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 I got, I got a little Volney. I got, I got real mm, because well, that's fine. And we love that. I, anyway, so, um, but it's because Clark is here. It's because
1: Clark is here, Clark Clark opens the floodgates of 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 Vome. It's the Clark effect. It's the Clark effect, and oh right gosh. now we're going to actually experience the Clark effect in uh, in rare form, as Clark <laughs> endeavors to complete. And I don't think so, Honey. Clark, the moment Woo. is here. Are you are you ready for it, Taylor Swift? Definitely not, but I will
3: give it a good.
1: I'll give it an yes. old
3: college try.
1: Oh, old okay. Dartmouth try. Now, uh, wait. What well, before we get this? Did you at Dartmouth doing a cappella ever experience the NYU and harmonics out in the wild? Of course, yeah.
3: Um, Ally Stroker. Oh
0: wow!
3: We're now represented by the same manager, Rachel Saltzman. Shout out. Um, <gasps> shout she, out to Saltz. They did a so- they did a cover of Billy Ray was a preacher son, yes! and when a Yeah. come yep. along.
0: Mm-hmm. it's an incredible cover of Center it's of so good America. yeah it's on yeah. youtube
3: it's worth it's worth digging into
0: this was the riff okay go being good is always easy always easy no matter how hard i j- it's oh, a stunning I like, used to love them I used to love I designed them. I designed their first like album cover it's, I a, remember terrible that. Design. I it's remember a terrible that. design I did a terrible job I still think to this day about how I did not do them justice because no I'm sure they loved
1: it. That's why they used it. I also, like, I wanted to audition for them so bad, but was busy with Hammercats and wasn't, like, confident enough to go they to They were country.
3: way better than we were. They were, like, no. They were
1: like legit, legit, legit.
3: Yeah. Our, our charm and our shtick was the sort of, like, good old boy, you know, like, uh, mediocre sounding white guy vibe. That was, like, where we lived. That was the
1: Dartmouth acapella
3: vibe. Got it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ah! Deeply, whereas deeply. NYU and Harms their thing, their thing. I'm not kidding you. Was they riff down, they look hot and they do drugs. That was mm-hmm. literally their thing. And
2: like, yeah. they can
1: drag me for that, but that was your thing, and I don't. That care. was that was
0: the thing, and it was it was it was like it was like intimidating. intimidating. Yeah, it, it was, was scary. Scary. like they
1: were like a scary <laughs> hot acapella group. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but it's time, Clark <laughs> Moore. You're. I don't think so, honey begins now
3: i don't think so honey headaches okay ah! you Let's really are it. that bitch you come <laughs> into my brainscape when <sighs> i least expect you you thoroughly ruin my life you take away my vision my productivity <sighs> ah. my joie de vivre speak on <gasps> it. my personality and oh. my general will to live Oh. As the kids say, you are living rent-free in my brain. And mm-hmm. it's time for you to get evicted. Oh. Oh, there are no goodness. squatter's rights in my prefrontal cortex. And honey, you Ooh. are way past due. <laughs> and girl, you always come up with excuses. You try to blame your existence uh. on anything you can. My dehydration, 15. my insomnia, the barometric pressure of Venice, Bitch, it's time you start taking accountability, okay?
4: Learn. My cerebellum
3: is closed to you, headaches. I don't think so, honey. You are not welcome here.
1: Wow. That's one minute. That's one minute. You know, as someone who's been dealing with a lot of Tylenol extra strength recently,
0: I am with you, sister. Headaches just, you're right. Headaches come in and they're like, they're that neighbor that pops by that's like, no reason, just wanted to... It's like, they, there's no reason that they should be there. It's it's mm. like Agatha all along. It's Agnes coming in as just checking in on Wanda. Yeah. Without the reveal. Without, without the, the reveal. The without the, the, the fun end. reveal.
1: Without the fun reveal of
0: Catherine Han. The reveal, the reason is actually also chaos magic. That's why we get mm. headaches.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, I Amongst my least favorite things in the world, I would say headaches, canker sores, um, coughing fits common colds so these what are things that just don't want a tooth hurts darling these are things that don't need to happen but often do um
3: mm. <laughs> what is what is your pain reliever of choice um i have some i have some holistic remedies and i have of and of course you know ibuprofen i i try to stay away from it though because excuse me i don't like to take aleve a lot aleve um. though i used to take advil apparently aleve has a longer half-life so it lasts longer. But when you were pre-med, you know, just half life. Yeah. Oh, I yeah.
0: I know exactly what that means. <laughs> no, I'm just, does it mean it's more shelf stable, quote unquote? <laughs> Talking oh. about it, it's like a jam
3: <laughs> when, when it's <laughs> releasing the. I think it just like lasts longer. Got, in it, you. got it. Got it. So like it, the got headache, got the medicine works longer.
1: You know what's interesting? I was not allowed. I'm. I have to be on Tylenol right now because they say that all the other pain relievers, ibuprofen, Advil, etc. They're all they thin your
3: blood. Blood thinners, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that. One of the holistic things that actually does work for me is peppermint oil. Ooh, and mm. it always has worked for me both because I think it opens up some pathways. I usually get sinus headaches in the front. Ooh. And so the peppermint oil, I put it on my um upper lip, on my temples, and then I put it in between my how does one describe this? In between the thumb and first index finger.
1: Because um, this is a pressure we call point. The, we call that the. We call that understand. the Smash
0: Mouth. The L on her <laughs> yeah. forehead. We call it. Put that, it in yes. the
3: Smash Mouth. That yes. Is, um, there's a pressure point there, um, and I yes. also have this little thing that like squeezes. It's it clips onto my Smash Mouth, and it uh-huh. squeezes the pressure point, and that helps with the headache as well. Look oh at that. God. He's healing the readers. I'm giving you practical advice.
0: Private practice, a, a, a holistic practice in, in Venice and in Santa Monica, near Honey, Santa Monica, with amazing. no
3: accreditation. So please don't sue me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I think we are we are not going to sue. We're not going to sue. We're, we've kept Clark over time. I, I rudely had to push this whole thing back once and do it and do it again near minutes before. We're going to let Clark go, but this was this was healing.
3: This was. So fun. Thank you for having me. I love y'all so much. Thank you for being on my show. I'm so glad that we've closed out the loop here.
0: Yes. Yes. Um oh my and you gosh. both uh,
3: have brought such a validation to the pod. I, I think- was gonna say uh, validation. I was gonna, I was say, gonna say, that. say, I'm not true. even kidding. I think people <laughs> take it more seriously now. And your two that's episodes are
0: no way. It's all you. It's all you, baby.
3: They're the most listened to episodes of all. And um that is probably for a reason. So thank you guys. And and especially Bowen, thank you for doing it before it even existed. You know, oh, my they, it could have been literally anything and you jumped in in those early days. So thank it you. Was my well, we, we are we great you, fans
1: and great admirers
0: and great friends. Yes. Welcome to the sisterhood. Everyone listen to Soul Bomb.
1: Yes. You got to listen yes, to Soul please. Bomb Um, and uh, just l- listen to and watch everything that Clark does. I mean, come on.
0: Bowen, uh, we are going
1: to I'm we're going to bravely still finish with the song. Yes. And um I think you know what it is.
0: I think you know what it is. Billy Ray was a preacher someone's someone daddy would visit he come <laughs> along. <laughs> When he, when he gathered, gathered and started, time, started talking That's when Billy would take me walking out Through the backyard we go walking Then he looked
1: into my eyes Lord knows, knows to my
0: surprise
1: The only, only one who could ever teach me Was the son, son of a preacher man, man. A British woman <laughs> oh. singing like a
0: southern Memphis bell I love it Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) There's a new sparkling water
0: beverage from the makers of Bubbly Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and